Og lige nu her på DR1 sidder Tine Goethe klar til at præsentere TV-avisen. Honestly, I would tell you why I thought it's interesting, because since last year I've been hearing every month something coming out of the US and I never understand what's going on. Really. There was one of the highest courts there. It had to issue some decision on the topic and I didn't understand what was happening. But it kept every month you would see in the news, okay, gay marriage in the US. Well, it's even weirder that we don't get it. Like even though it's in the news. Because they have a very fucking complicated <laughs> Seriously. This is Planet Mundus. Hello and welcome to our fifth episode. My name is Katharina Kücke and I'm your host for this show. You just heard bits and pieces from our editorial meeting discussing the show's topic. And as you just heard, we're going to talk about same-sex marriage in the United States of America. The topic was brought to us by our colleague Daphne Henning, an international journalist from the US. And since we haven't heard a lot about it so far, we thought, yeah, this works. So here she is as our guest today. Hi, Daphne. Hi, thank you for having me. So tell me a bit about the situation in the US. Why exactly is it important to report about same-sex marriage right now? Well, first of all, it's about equality. This is about a group of people who don't really have a lot of rights, which is kind of shocking for a country like the United States, which is a developed country, a Western country. And especially right now with the past few weeks in the state of Alabama, there have just been all kinds of issues going on with the legal system and just all sorts of things that are being Yeah, so many things in the news right now. Yeah, But before we get into details of this, let's hear stories of some people who are directly affected. Rachel and Kit are both bisexual and bright as gay. Our correspondent Nihal Al-Sharif spoke to them about their lives, what it feels like to them to be gay in the US, and why marriage continues to be an issue. Andesadang Mendengar, Planet Mundus. Can you introduce yourself? Yeah, definitely. I'm Brad Begton. I am 24 years old. I uh, live in New York City. I am gay. I am in a two-year-long relationship now. So, you know, gay marriage didn't, like, really affect me, but it kind of, like, affects me. Or, yeah, it always affected me, but it now it's, like, hitting home a little bit closer. Now I'm in a relationship where it could actually, you know, potentially happen. So it's interesting. Brad also introduces himself as not a stereotypical gay, and that he had to face a lot of people showing surprise when they know he is. He does not like it when women think it's okay to ask him to go shopping together just because he's gay. Nor does he like it when people use the term, this is so gay. But why would this non-stereotypical man want to get married? <laughs> That's a good question. Well, I'm like really kind of scared of that kind of stuff. More than anything, it's just um, I always kind of like wanted to get married as a kid. Uh, it's something that I know is going to happen when I know the time is right. You know, I'm still pretty young right now, so I'm still thinking about what I want to do with my life and, you know, next steps in that regard. So it's definitely not something that's off the table. It's not something that I'm, not, that I'm putting on the table at this point. 
Brad believes that allowing same-sex marriage across the country will help make gays feel that they blend more into the society and decrease the negative attitude they sometimes have to face. I feel like when you see queer people getting married, queer people loving each other, and you know society not disgusted or afraid of that, um, it's um, it's a beautiful feeling, and it lets you know that this is something that you can do with your life, and you're not weird, you're not you're not abnormal. You're just a normal person. You can have a normal life. You can get married just like anyone else, and you can you can be happy. Rachel Smith is a 24-year-old bisexual living in North Carolina, one of 37 states where gay marriage is legal. She puts the issue in a different perspective by giving an example many people might not think of. Pretty much it's a legal civil rights thing. It's a legal institution in terms of visiting someone in the hospital if it's something like where you're in the ICU and they've decided that only family members are allowed to be present, if the state that you're in doesn't recognize your legal standing as a spouse, they will deny you um, access to your partner in the hospital. It's definitely about being recognized just as much of a person with just as much rights despite what combination of chromosomes and genitalia is going on. I ask about her expectations for her actions if same-sex marriage was legalized across all states. I feel like if we went ahead and dropped the hammer and blanket legalized everything everywhere, I feel like it'd be a lot less extreme because in terms of day-to-day life, people that are for or that are against it would find that it has continue to not affect them in any way. I don't feel like there would be riots in the street or an increased amount of homophobic violence or anything like that. Rachel's friend, Kit Cholkowski, believes that while changing laws is positive, raising awareness is as important to cause concrete change in the country. It's just not enough knowledge. Um, And I think that right now we're just not getting the representation that we need and people are still shocked by our community's existence. And I don't know why. I I I don't know why we are a problem. Do you think you will have a gay president sometime soon, next, God, let's I say, so, next decade? <laughs> um, I, I hope so, but I really, I really doubt it. Um, we, as a country overall, are way too invested in our politicians' social life and judging them for what they do behind closed doors, that we let it affect how we view what they do at their desks. And... I don't think that that will change for a while. This was Nihal Sharif for Planet Mundus. Use close at us, Planet Mundus. Thank you, Nihal, for this piece. We just heard about three young people and their views why same-sex marriage matters to them. Daphne, have you heard of similar cases in your friends or family circle? Yeah, actually, there's a case pretty close to home with an aunt of mine down in Georgia on Ellen. She was married to a man, my uncle, for over 20 years, I suppose. And after a while, you know, they'd always gone back and forth with it. And we always heard, you know, just problems in general. But finally, a few years ago, they'd gotten divorced. And within a couple of years, she was seeing a woman and they're still together and they're living together. And it all seems to be going pretty well. And the family took it uh, better than I thought they would, actually, all things considered, especially considering how they'd all been born and raised in South Georgia, of all places, okay. where there's 
probably some of the least amount of rights for gay people and lesbians and everything and compared to the rest of the United States. So they cannot marry there? No, currently they can't. It's one of uh, just a few states left where same-sex marriage is still illegal. Okay, but do they want to get married? Oh, I couldn't say. I mean, I, I would imagine that that would be something they would want down the road, but it's definitely a struggle for them just because there are even not really any laws in most of the state about discrimination policies in the workplace for uh, people of homosexuality. So there are not only positive cases, are there? Like, Yeah, that's right. Actually, pretty recently in uh, November of 2014, just a few months ago, there was a, a man, a 46-year-old gay veteran of the army, actually, who'd been to Iraq and been injured in Iraq and came home only to be beaten and set on fire at a hotel after he left a gay bar with um, a gentleman. So that happened in your hometown? Yes, it happened uh, in Greensboro, North Carolina. And uh, at first pe police were calling it a hate crime, but then they stepped back from that very quickly within a couple of days just because there wasn't violence going on after this happened with the communities, but there was a lot of anger and a lot of resentment, especially considering how it's, it was 2014 and people are still basically dying for who they are. Of course, but so how is it, how was it for you to grow up in a town like that? Like, it has been so conservative, like when you grew up there, hasn't it? Yeah, definitely. It and even, even in my high school, uh, we had a small club it's a it's over the whole country it's called the gay straight alliance but it's um the club i was in in my high school was for um gays bisexuals and allies and at the time um you know i told my family okay i'm joining this group it seems like a really good thing promoting rights for everyone i yeah. didn't see a problem with that but a couple of my family members actually had a real problem with me being in the club as an ally <laughs> because okay. they said you know if people think you're in this gay straight club they're going to think that you're gay and it's going to cause problems for you and you know you shouldn't do that and even in my high school we had a, a thing that we would do with the club called the day of silence where it was just it's a yearly thing it still goes on over 8,000 schools participated in it last year actually And it's just a day where you take a vow of silence. You don't text, you don't pass notes, you don't talk to people. And it's supposed to be in solidarity with people who are afraid basically to come out to say who they are. And the first year I participated in it, I was 15 and we didn't have a lot of problems. I mean, people in the school would still, you know, we didn't have any physical problems. People would, you know, call us names and this, that and the other. But <laughs> okay. it was even uh, the teachers would jump in on it as well. And I remember... Clearly, there were a couple of us in a history class, and the professor was the teacher was pretty well known for being very Christian and very not open to other ideas. But basically, he um, he asked us a question, and he knew that we we would answer if he direct like he, if he instructed us to answer. We had to. I mean, it's it's a classroom environment. You need to participate. But he just stood there and called us stupid. And, you know, how can you not answer? Is there there's something wrong with you for not answering, obviously? And got the whole class to kind of join in. And that was kind of difficult, especially because, you know, at the time I wasn't out for being bisexual. I'm still not out. Well, I guess I'm out now. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it was it was interesting growing up uh, like that, especially in a family where just some people in my family still tell me I'm going to hell just for having tattoos. So... Who knows what they're going to say for this, but it, it's, I don't know, it's just a struggle that a lot of people go through, and it's, it's 
just comes back to being really important, even more important that people get this really basic right that most people have already. So you joined in the first place these clubs because you knew that you were bisexual or didn't you know in the first place and you just... Ah, I never really thought about it, honestly, just because I grew up in such a... I don't, I can't even, I guess, just a very traditional sort of family mm -hmm. where, you know, it's always this way, it's always this way, and anything else is going to be really, really strange and just not acceptable. So I guess being in that environment, being in a sort of safe place really helped me to sort of figure that out about myself and realize, yeah. you know, there was nothing wrong with it. There is nothing wrong with it. Yeah. Thank you very much. Uh, before we get too personal here, let's hear a bit about the situation in the U.S. in general. John Angel and Ching Lee will give us the lowdown. Did this planet Mundus? America, the land of opportunity and individual freedom. Or really? It has been a tumultuous year with the race issue coming back to the forefront of American social relations. Now we see an equally controversial topic, that of gay marriage. Of course, this is not by any means the first time gay rights have caused a great deal of controversy, particularly in the so-called Bible Belt of southern states. To get a bit more into it, we talked to Yannick Splitsbull, the director of the film Misfits, about the challenges faced by gay teenagers in Oklahoma. There are quite a lot of problems, and you end up feeling very isolated. That's pretty hard stuff for like a 10, 12, 13-year-old boy or girl to think about. Why do they have to spend so much energy on defending who they are? That makes me sad because I think gone that far, actually. Gay marriage is now legal in 37 of the 50 states in the US, Massachusetts being the first in 2004. However, the South has largely remained stubborn to the idea of matrimony between a same-sex couple. Why is this an issue? Despite the fact that 52% of Americans in a poll now support marriage rights for same-sex couples, civil marriage is governed by each individual state's law. Incredibly, a state can also refuse to recognize a marriage, even if it was legal in the state where it was performed. There is a fundamental question that therefore needs to be answered. In the land where freedom and liberty are of great importance, can same-sex marriage be recognized in some states but not others? The country is becoming polarized, as Yannick explains, between those pro and those against. The reasons being... I think it's a mixture of power and uh, fear, basically for what you don't understand, which is very common. Or it's a power trip, you know, from religious and political leaders, as, as we are seeing right now uh, in different countries. Why could the next few months be significant? The issue has now reached the highest court in the land, the US Supreme Court. They are going to undertake a ruling that will determine whether or not same-sex marriages are granted recognition nationwide. The decision is expected in June. Simple. Why is there such a big problem then? Well, there are some states making a big deal out of gay marriage. Take Alabama, for example. Its Chief Justice Roy Moore is kicking up a massive fuss. He asked the Supreme Court to postpone gay marriages within the state. The Supreme Court denied the request, making Alabama the 37th state in which same-sex marriage is now legal. Roy Moore, however, has not taken no for an answer and has sent an order to probate judges to not issue marriage licenses to gay couples. In fact, some counties within Alabama have declined to issue marriages at all. Moore has argued that the gay marriage ban is unconstitutional and gay marriages should therefore still be illegal. Now, I'm not trying to defeat the federal law. There is no federal law, and that's the point. No judge of the United States or federal district court has the right to invent 
the definition of marriage, which is not even contained in the United States Constitution, and that's the problem. This is John Anger and Ching Li for Planet Mundus. 지금 여러분은 Planet Mundus를 듣고 계십니다. Thanks, Ching and John. By the way, the documentary The Misfits is coming out on the 5th of March, and you can listen to the entire interview with director Yannick Splisbull here at Planet Mundus next week. All right, let's get into the Alabama case. But before we get into details here, I would like to know a bit more about how the legal system in the U.S. works. Daphne, can you explain to us who decides what in the U.S. and especially who's in charge of deciding whether homosexuals can marry or not? Okay. Well, the first thing you have to keep in mind is that there is the Supreme Court, which is the one in the news most often, the one that people know anything about. And the Supreme Court is the nine justices that are in charge of the entire federal system. And right below them, you have the circuits. And there are 12 circuits, 13 if you count the federal circuit. But within the circuits, they are comprised of uh, different groups of states. For example, the 11th circuit has Alabama, Georgia, and Florida. And then within the uh, circuits, within each state, there are districts. So in Alabama, there are three districts the North, Middle, and South. So it's in these districts where all these actions are happening right now, right? What exactly is going on? Because I heard Gil McKee, the pastor of the governor of Alabama, saying this. I don't care if all 49 of the other states go for this same-sex marriage business. Let's be different in the state of Alabama. Let's do what we know is the right thing to do. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it started in the South District of Alabama about a month and a half ago at the end of January when a ruling came down by a justice there in the South District saying that same-sex marriage would be legal in the state of Alabama. She put a stay on her decision so it didn't actually come into effect until the 9th of February. And what happened was the day before, the chief justice of the Supreme Court of the state of Alabama, not the national one, the state one, Roy Moore, came out and instructed the probate judges and just instructed the court officials of Alabama not to pass same-sex marriages, even though they were technically legal in the state. And it's just been kind of a mess since then. And a lot of courts have been very confused as to what to do. And in fact, on the 9th of February, when this came into effect, about 52 of the 67 counties refused to issue marriage licenses to gay and lesbian couples. Even and though it was legal. Exactly, even though it was legal. And up until the 18th of February, which was the last date I was able to find really specific statistics, but by the 18th of February, only 20 of the 67 counties were still refusing uh, marriage licenses to same-sex couples. And even half of those just weren't granting marriage licenses, period, because they just wanted to make sure that they wouldn't get in trouble for going one way or another. So if I was gay and wanted to get married in Alabama right now, what would happen? Well, I think you would be able to get married. Uh, in the major cities like Mobile and Birmingham, there were never really any problems. After the 9th of February ruling, people were able to get married there almost immediately, and especially now that there's only a few counties left, it, you would be hard-pressed and probably have to go into some of the much more rural areas to be refused a marriage certificate. But there are quite a few people strongly opposing the whole thing. Let's listen to McKee again, explaining the problems he sees with same-sex marriage. Every major empire that has fallen and collapsed has done so from within. Everyone began with a moral collapse and moral decline. There's nothing gray about this issue. Not if you're going to go on what God says. 
And God's made it very clear that marriage is between one man, one woman, period. So is this a common opinion among people in the U.S. who are opposing same-sex marriage? Yeah, I would say so. And the whole allusion he made to about the collapse of society sort of goes back to the Bible story of Sodom and Gomorrah. And there's definitely a sort of a complex about the story of Sodom and Gomorrah saying, you know, if same-sex couples are allowed to marry, then, you know, who knows what else that's going to lead to. There was even a politician from Alabama quoted as saying, you know, people have already started applying to marry their pets, but it's, it's not true. People yeah. aren't applying to marry their pets. So that sounds like the concerns are mostly religiously motivated, but are there other arguments against it? Yes, uh, a lot of people cite healthy marriage culture as a concern and that a, a good environment for children has to involve a father figure and a mother figure in order to get sort of a balanced rearing of the children. But that sort of also ties back into sort of the idea of traditional gender roles, which a lot of people take issue with, even people who are heterosexual. There's another thing where a lot of people, even heterosexuals, are saying that marriage is an outdated institution anyway. And so to legalize same-sex marriage would just perpetuate something that really needs to be done away with. And another issue that's interesting and I actually hadn't heard much about until I started doing some more research was that people feel like in at least some states, for example, Washington State and Maryland, where same-sex marriage has been legalized, it sort of detracts from existing civil and domestic partnerships, again, also for heterosexual couples. Okay, so for you personally, as a bisexual, maybe wanting to get married someday, how do you see the future for, US, for the U.S. and same-sex marriage? Well, right now, people really do seem genuinely concerned. People opposed, at least, seem genuinely concerned that their rights are going to be eroded if same-sex same -sex couples are allowed to marry. Which is kind of strange. I mean, we have a slogan back home that I really like where it says, you know, if you don't like same-sex marriage, don't get one. <laughs> But it just, yeah, I don't, I don't think it's really going to be a much legislative issue in the next couple of years. I think it's going to be legalized. I think same-sex couples will get a lot more rights as far as, say, visitation in the hospital goes, like the young woman mentioned earlier and things like that. But as far as the attitudes changing... I don't see that happening for a while. I think people are still going to be uncomfortable with it. I mean, if you go back and look at segregation in the 60s, we still have problems with race at home. That was 50 years ago. So I think it's going to be at least as long for people to be able to come out and feel safe, talk to their families about it, or even feel comfortable marrying who they please. So I guess we really have to see what the Supreme Court decides in a few months and how this whole thing develops. But... Now let's hear another take on the issue from our in-house comedian, Jan Willems. Assalamu alaikum. You're Planet Mundus. Um, America? Are you listening? Uh, I have a tricky question. I, I really don't know how to approach this. Um, you, you know, you and me, we've always been close friends. You gave me hip-hop hamburgers in Hollywood, you gave me Star Wars, Stephen Colbert and The Simpsons, and I absorbed all of them, and I thank you so much for them. So I try to keep an eye on you, I defend you whenever people try to trash talk you. I feel like our friendship is deep, my dear America. So I hope I'm not getting too close if I ask you this, are you secretly gay, America? Uh, um, don't get me wrong, old friend, I love you either way, I just feel that you are somehow not at ease with your own sexuality and as a close friend I wanted to offer you my help 
I mean, the signs are quite obvious. Just look at your heroes. Only a few weeks ago, America's gay sweetheart Neil Patrick Harris hosted the Oscars. At times, only in his underpants. And who was it again last year? Oh yeah, right. Talk show icon and lesbian heroine Ellen DeGeneres. And since you can't get enough of them, you just import Europe's biggest homosexual names. From Michel Foucault to Ian McKellen and Elton John. Oh, and then there's your musical taste. There's something weird, I want to say queer, about your hymn, The Star-Spangled Banner. I'm gonna spare you trying to sing it, but just take a look at it. Here, second sentence. What so proudly we hailed. Really, America? Proud hailing? You know where people hail proudly? Exactly, at gay pride parades. Oh, and take this one. Broad stripes and bright stars. Unless you possess of the trans-setting flamboyancy of gay fashion designers, you should keep your fingers from broad stripes. They are quite 80s. And then, of course, we have the famous line, Land of the Free. Correct me if I'm wrong, America, but I can't help but hear some kind of longing in those words. A longing to actually be free, to live outside of the closet. It's even becoming apparent in the proto-American art form of hip-hop. Once it was the trouble spot of homophobic slurs. Now, McLemore and Ryan Lewis, two handsome young men in skinny jeans, rake in Grammy nominations en masse for a gay rights anthem. Since before pre-K. Yeah, I guess she had a point, didn't she? Bunch of stereotypes. I'd somehow have the feeling that by denying your homosexual citizens the right to marry, you try to punish yourself. And who could blame you after all those years of religious indoctrination? But now, I think it really is time for you to finally and fully stop playing the homophobe badass. Allow your citizens and yourself to be what you want to be, to love who you want to love, and to marry who you want to marry. I personally think you and Canada would make a great couple. You'd look adorable. Oh, America. I hope I did not offend or expose you. I just felt you needed a little push. You've done great already. 37 states allowing gay marriage? That's a good start. But now go all the way. Be yourself. Be out. And be proud. I will love and support you anyway. This is Jan Willems for Planet Mundus. Thanks, Jan, for this once again hilarious piece. And thanks to you, Daphne, for joining us today. Yeah, thank you again for having me. Dear listeners, we are back in two weeks with a new show. Until then, visit planetmundus.com for earlier episodes, read our blog, or follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube for updates and a look behind the scenes. Also, you can now subscribe to Planet Mundus on iTunes or your normal podcast app for your phone. Today's technical producer was Ching Li, editorial producer Kim Schönrock, and I was your host for the day, Katharina Kücke. From Planet Mundus, we wish you a great day. Just...